0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. And Taylor, we're uh, doing episode 122 tonight on a nice, calm Thursday afternoon, coming back in from Seattle, Washington.
1: Four games into the season, and we've already been to a game. How about that, bub?
0: Look at us, right? Look at us go. Being proper That's hockey fans, supporting local hockey, uh, being being in the world of it, you know. Yeah. And I think I think as us having a hockey podcast with over one hundred episodes, uh, it's about time we start doing that.
1: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important to know uh, with this whole thing, we got up there about three o'clock, mm-hmm. and we we weren't even the drunkest people at the game.
0: No. No, yeah. Bowie was by far.
1: Bowie was sauced for
0: sure. Bowie was absolutely hammered. We even have a video of it. Uh, there's there's evidence. It's all over Twitter. I just...
1: God damn, that, that poor guy he just couldn't barely stay on his feet.
0: <laughs> he was having a good time. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was having fun. He gave, he gave us the wave, the, ah, the, oh, stop.
1: stop. Yeah, he said, quit telling my secrets. There was no kids in our section, though, so he could be a little bit, you know, he didn't have to put on a face too much.
0: That's fair. Yeah. When you're sitting up in the boonies. You don't have it's not family friendly. You got You got to you got to understand that. It
1: sure wasn't, man. But no. it was a damn good time. Honestly, you know, those seats, those seats are pretty solid for being nosebleeds, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. Before we before we get into our Seattle trip. First off, folks, we want to thank a few of our sponsors here. A few of them. We want to thank all of them. Uh, the first one, of course, the Hockey Podcast Network, folks, the Hockey Podcast Network is your one stop shop. For everything hockey, head on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and check out the wide array of shows that are in the network. There is almost a podcast for almost every team. So, regardless of what team you root for, you will find something on the hockey podcast network. Or, you know what? There's just generalized hockey podcasts. Uh, our buddy Terry Ryan has one. So, you jump on over and listen to that as well. Lots of content there. You'll never, you'll, no road trip will ever be quiet. You can always have a mountain of hockey content. So when you jump on over there, also like and follow and share the Dusty Bender Hockey Podcast. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give us a subscription on YouTube while you're at it. Folks, next up, longtime listener, longtime supporter of the show, Fire Chief John Miller. Folks, Fire Chief John Miller, upstanding citizen. Uh, I think he's probably getting a Fire Chief of the Year award here some soon, uh, after he after he saved that uh, school of orphans that was on fire yeah
1: uh the like the 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 kids were on fire or just the building yes okay
0: yes Uh, but no i but because of john not only did the on fire kids not get a single burn i know i know that i know that doesn't make sense but these kids were on fire and because of john they no longer had burns okay he he, He put them out (laughs) and no burns and then he also saved the school
1: he just happened to be walking by at the perfect time with his fire hose that's correct kids light on fire just combust and they instantly get the hose to the face it,
0: it was just one and then they like came up and hugged each other
1: oh mistakes
0: yeah and right a lot a lot of poor decisions by these orphans Too many these hypothetical hugs. hypothetical imaginary orphans a lot of poor decisions by them uh, thankfully john miller was there to save the day um probably get a promotion to fire chief of the universe
1: yes i think that's the next step in his career
0: is that well, i don't i don't know what's higher than fire chief i think that that's kind of like the that's the tippy top right uh yeah like fire universe man fire war you know what out of my old job my favorite title to write was fire warden Ooh. isn't that a sick title that is pretty badass it's like you're a jail like you're a jailkeeper of the like you prison jail fire And you're like, I'm the warden of this jail. Like, lock that shit up.
1: That's right. Fire Chief John Miller is also 1-0 in fantasy, thanks to my absolute shit pile of a team. So, beat me by .8. That's a, a, that is, for anyone counting, that is like four hits more than I got.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's That's a pretty good win. That's a solid solid win you hate. You can't, you gotta, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Can't even be mad, man. That's right. That's right. It's the way she goes. Folks, next up, we need to talk about our newest sponsor, Monterey Cafe. And, folks, Monterey Cafe is the karaoke bar, karaoke bar in downtown Spokane. Uh, and the, some of the best pizza that you will ever find. Just walk in. Great prices. Everything in between. You absolutely love to come here. Taylor and I have gone here many times ourselves and had an absolute blast. Uh, coming up here this Saturday at 11 a.m., Come into the Monterey Cafe and check out the UFC 294 fight between between guys' names that I can't really pronounce.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Makachev and Volkanovsky versus Usman and Chimeev.
1: Is it good? They're going two on two.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's like a WWE cage match where all four of them swing chairs at each other. That would be fucking sick. I I mean. That would be pretty sweet, uh, but no, uh, no, that's that's not a thing. So, yes, uh, if you're in the Spokane area and you're a UFC fan or a karaoke fan or a pizza fan or just a fan of good people and good drinks, go down to the Manta Ray Cafe in downtown Spokane.
1: Pizza I am a fan of. Pizza yes. is not a fan of me.
0: That's true. That's true. It doesn't like yep. you, but right, you know that's what? Right. That's not going to stop you. No, it didn't. That didn't stop you. That's right. That didn't stop you. Folks, and last but not least, we got to give a shout out to arguably our favorite sponsor on the show. Yeah, I know. I know every week we say that, oh, this one's our favorite. Well, this one, folks, this one's right up there. Uh, The Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington, the hockey bar in Spokane, part of the Anchor Alliance. So that's officially partnered with the Seattle Kraken. Go check out the Hub Tavern on Monroe in Spokane. Uh, folks, these guys always have every hockey game on that you're looking for. Unlike some of those other hockey bars out there, you go into the hub; they've got every single game. Unless you're a Red Wings fan, you got to kind of ask nicely. But other than that, they're gonna have every single game on. You know, it, you know that Con- since Connor Bedard is the most important person in hockey right now, you know he's gonna be on these TVs, folks. Oh, yeah. You know that Dave is gonna have this guy on these TVs.
1: Oh yeah, and he's definitely playing the Kraken because that Yammo guy is a stud.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, we'll get into that in quite a second. They also have some brand new uh, hub stickers that are just absolutely bomb. Nice. It's it's the one. It's it's the beard design. Sick. With but he but replaced the the eye patch with a heart, so it says I heart the Hub Tavern. Oh, mm. Super cool, folks. Super fucking cool. Absolutely love it. Dave and Mona are absolute. Just gems of people, and uh, they've they've been really supporting their local crowd here recently with uh, with all the homeboys uh, supporting Derek Ryan and Yamamoto and all that kind of stuff. So love it. Good times out at the Hub Tavern. Go check them out on Monroe in Spokane. All right, jumping back to the Seattle trip. So we went out uh, the the DB Hockey Pod team went out to Seattle uh, the last couple days. Uh, downtown Seattle, had a great time, shout out to the Mediterranean Inn, always a great place to stay, yep. um, had a great time, I uh, got to, God, what was that first, what was that first place we went to that was on the Anchor Alliance, we should it's give them a
1: Ozzie's, shout out.
0: Aussie's, man. Aussie's, Aussie's, shout out to Aussie's, we went to them, uh, had, a, had a couple beers there, had a good time, and then went down to our favorite Irish pub, what is it, T T H. uh It's like
1: T.S. McHugh's, or? T.S.
0: McHugh's, that's it. Uh, kind of becoming our uh, one tradition when we go to downtown Seattle, go in there and have a Guinness in the proper way. Uh, and then, of course, it wouldn't be a trip to Seattle uh, before a, a cracking game without going to uh, Queen Anne's Beer Hall. Uh, the hall is for all. And we absolutely love it in there. It was such a good time. Uh, lots of good beer going on in there. So shout out to those folks uh, for, for having fun with us. But we got to the Climate Pledge Arena as always, folks. If you got a, if you haven't been to a cracking game yet, what are you doing? Struggling. Struggling is correct because yeah, yeah. from from puck drop, we well not even from puck drop. From when you walk in the front door, that place is absolutely hopping. You got a band, you have got people just having absolute ah, so fun, energetic atmosphere. Everybody loves it, uh, except for beer prices. That's that's just really disappointing. Yeah, drinks um, in general get you. Pooey. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You'll spend more in drinks on tickets if you're not careful.
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But, okay. So, we go in and uh, we check out – so, highlights of the night. Highlighting of the night has got to be watching the Spokane boy, the Washington boy, the guy that, you know, I don't know if I've – Taylor, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but did I tell you that I actually skated with Kyler when I was younger.
1: Yeah, he, he was definitely just skating circles around you. But, you know, yeah. oh. gave it a good, you gave it a good run.
0: Him and his brother were very good. They played up to our league and still kicked the shit out of us. Yeah, no, I love yeah. That. so uh, love to see it. Uh, Not, not necessarily the score. But uh, Kyler Yamamoto, knots his first goal of the year, on the power play, no less, and an absolute fucking piss missile just hitting upstairs. Taylor, initial thoughts, reactions.
1: Oh, I mean he was buzzing him and him and Cartier looked great on that first line. True. Uh That's they true. were both buzzing in that first period especially and it was just it seemed like a matter of time till till Yamo got his his goal. But just a nice one. So I mean you watch the whole play, he just kinda backs out of the backs out into kind of some quiet area next to the net and then gets a puck from the D and just rifles one over the over the shoulder at Gorgiev, so a really nice goal. I mean, it's just it's just who he is. I think he looks he's looked energized in four games. He's looked like their best player. So I mean,
0: If not best, say, most consistent.
1: Most consistent, yeah. I, I mean, he's not getting the opportunities to prove to us that he's been the you know that he he gets to be the best player on the ice because he got eleven fucking minutes that night. So, um, yeah, sure. but great great goal. I mean, we 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 really liked a lot of the people that were around us. I think we had a good little crew in our section and. And there was some, there was some high fiving going on. There was some, I mean, when he, when he buried that, it was a good time. So yeah, just a beauty of a goal.
0: Shout out to, well, first off, uh, couldn't, couldn't get through this, uh, talking about, um, having our buddy Kyle with us on the way he was an absolute blast, uh, had a good time with him, but also shout out to the whole arena, the commitment to Boo McCarr Every time he touched the puck from, from, from first to last, man, that's, it brings a tear to my eye. Like that is commitment right there. That is pettiness and commitment, and I respect. We respect that on the Podcast.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even think of it either. And I just the first time he touched it, they started going after him out, and we were all just like, "Yeah, this is it, dude. We got to boo him."
0: As as the game went more out of hand, and the and the beers kept going more down, uh, the insults that were shouted at Makar got significantly worse. You know, at first he's just a bum and boo. And that kind of thing and then the second period it's uh yeah oh, you're an asshole and then uh by the third third period you know there was some people behind us that were saying just awful things about his mother
1: yeah i i mean i definitely uh didn't say anything about his mom because i'm sure she's a nice lady but uh i had enough beers to where i was telling him that his first name was pretty much salad right so uh well, yeah that's but, yeah that's
0: I mean, that's really gonna affect him. So yeah,
1: it really got him. Uh, unfortunately, it got him going. You know, I think. But yeah, um, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm healthy. Uh, McKinnon loves it. So, but yeah, that's um, right. yeah. Overall, I mean, the Kraken again got a, a quick one, or you know, not, not necessarily a quick one in the first period, but got the first goal, right? And it was like, okay, you know, this is good. Here we things go. Things are positive. But things are positive, positive. and then it was just quickly downhill, man. Ugh, just tough to watch.
0: The sad part is, is it's it was it wasn't like the scales tipped. It wasn't like oh we got this goal and then the Colorado Avalanche just take control of the game. Like we continued to have zone time. We continued yeah. to have offensive opportunities. We continued to get shots on goal. We outshot them by double. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a situation. Like if you watch that game, you'd be like, "Fuck, I can't believe we just lost four to one." Because it they did play solid hockey. It's just. Their goals went in, and their on ours didn't. And you've got guys that are and what that's coming down to a, a simple lack of offense.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. There's just there's there's technically right now the way it stands. There's essentially one fucking goal scorer on this team, and he's not a Connor McDavid. He's not a Leon Drysidel. You you can stop him pretty easily because he's just one guy. Right. Right. You know, and he's he's not, uh, you know, as much as I love McCann, he's not a top player in the league like like mm-hmm. those two. Right. So, yeah, it's just that's Seattle's having a hard time scoring goals right now. And, you know, like you said, they, they were getting chances. I, I, I really and I touched on it earlier. Yamamoto getting the first goal of the game, an absolute snipe. Him and Cartier were absolutely buzzing. That line needed to get more than eleven minutes a night, and they just didn't. And I, I, I mean, we were trying to see like, okay, maybe he did get switched up to the top line and that kind of shit. Um, fuck, man. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. You know, I understand not wanting to put the lines in a blender completely four games into the season, but uh, if you got three goals through four games, it needs to be in a fucking commercial grade
0: blender at this point. You're just it, the the situation going down the list of players like here like like Maddie is not playing well. He kind of looks lost a little bit. Um, sophomore slump is alive and well, and that Eberle is invisible. Like I don't mm-hmm. notice him on the ice. Um, Wenberg is also like I'm not going to say he's playing bad, but he's also invisible out there. Um, Schwartz looks very confused. Short,
1: Schwartz is noticeable for all the wrong reasons,
0: unfortunately yeah. right now, right? And, and and
1: another to to your point, it looks like Burakovsky missed the last part of last year, right? He's yeah. he's the same way. He just he looks, he he looks shell shocked a little bit. He's so. a step
0: behind in every way. Like he's he's missing net. He's missing easy shots. Like it's just he he definitely looks like he has not played in a while. Um, yeah, this it's it's hard to pick out guys on this team that are actually playing amazing. You know, I, I do like Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand seems to show up every night. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's a workhorse. I like I like his game. Um, Yanni, he's fine.
1: He's a buzzsaw. I mean, you yeah. you notice know, you notice him because he's putting in hundred and ten percent, and that's what you want to sure. see, right? So, sure. um, and that's something that they're gonna miss with Turbo being out for four to six, yep. right? They need that buzzsaw energy, and that's that's what that's what Gord can bring. So, uh,
0: yeah, and Tolvanen, Tolvanen uh, is he's asleep. He is. In my opinion, he's playing bad hockey right now. He, he is asleep. So, um,
1: yeah, the offense, I mean, they, you know, top top even-strength goal-scoring team of last year, they've got to find something because that power play, there was literally, I think it was the Kriken, Canada Kraken uh, account, the the podcast guy, and he he basically said uh, NHL needs to implement being able to
0: decline uh, a penalty, decline
1: penalties. That's yeah, we don't bad, need that. Uh-huh. That's how bad their power Hey, can play, we
0: not? Right can we not do that?
1: Yeah, let's let's just avoid the the power play right now. So that that is a huge. That's I mean, but it's an issue that's that's came over from last year, right? So yeah, so, something's got to give. Guy. Something something's got to give there. And then um, there's one d pair in particular that I've kind of, uh, you know, the and Schultz one just doesn't look good. No, but I, I honestly the the other two are are fine, right? I think I think they're playing fine, um, and 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 that not a lot of those goals were really Grubauer's fault. I think you know. I... It, he was no. lulled to sleep by a shitty offense, right?
0: So. No, Grubauer, That that loss is not on Grubauer, and it's not even really on the defense. Like it's no. yeah. at the end of the day, like that that game was what three one with an empty net. Yeah, it was a close game. We were yeah. I, we we didn't feel like it was like really out of reach until you know probably five minutes left in the game, and five ten minutes left in the game, um, and at the whole time we were just like they kept getting zone time they kept getting shots the pressure was on it it felt good it's just nothing was going in you're starting you're starting to get like you get this in hockey where you're like oh we're snake bit like fuck like nothing's going to go our way nothing is going in it's just a problem and it's got to be it comes from a lack of high-end scoring 100
1: but but that but that here's the thing chance you have some guys that have shown in the first couple games that they can bring some scoring, right? Cartier is one just because of injuries was able to come in, but he's still, you know, on a fourth line role still look good. And that's, there's, there's some high end scoring there. Yamamoto, the same thing we were talking before the podcast began. Like you got to look at trying to elevate those guys, right? Schwartz and Eberle, the way that they're playing right now and and their age, unfortunately, Uh right. You got to start looking at guys like Yamo and, and, and Cartier and, Plugging them into some of those roles, right? Mo- Mix move up the lines down. a bit. Move, sh- yeah, exactly. Move Schwartz to the press box or the fourth line, and let him know he needs to find. He needs to stay an hour after practice like Connor Bedard and his buddies, and just do fucking down and backs. Like right. he-, he just, he's got to find something. So yeah, uh, overall, I mean, the offense. I mean, we expect it to come around, but you can't after four games have three goals and say, yeah, we're going to continue with these lines. We just need to build chemistry. That's, yeah. La- your last Sorry.
0: place in the NHL, you have three goals in four games. Um, it's not good. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. You're you're not going to be you're not going to be able to win hockey games this way. I mean, this is it's it's another similar in the same vein, the frustrating loss to St. Louis, where mm-hmm. like Seattle, for all intents and purposes, outplayed the Blues. They just mm-hmm. can't score. And it's not like they're getting blown out every night. Like they're not lose every time that we've done a breakdown of like their goals against and whatnot, it, it's never a situation where we listen we're now have switched up completely last year it was all about you know defensive lapses and wildly inconsistent goaltending like the amount of goals that we're letting in are acceptable if we're scoring
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like it's not like we're getting blown out every night yeah i mean it's just if if you're in a hockey game like that you've got goal these are these are games you're supposed to lose three four or something like that not what we currently are exactly yep
1: completely agree
0: so, uh, as as of this recording, Kraken are in last place. They have the worst gold differential in minus minus ten. Um, it it's on paper, it's ugly. It's really ugly. And uh, shit, I mean, so, Taylor to to put a bow on the Kraken here. They're playing Carolina tonight. Another tough game. Uh, if they get to the ten game mark, and this team is, you know, two seven and one. What do you do? Line uh, blender?
1: I mean, they should already be in a blender, in my opinion. Um, okay. If they get uh, if they get waxed again tonight, so say Carolina scores two goals and they lose two fucking one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that those lines seem to be completely switched up. I think you need to be looking at Shane Wright and saying, okay, what time do we bring him up? We need to juice this lineup at some point. You know, I think you need to be looking. At, you know, as much as we're kind of getting on the offense, you got to be looking at that dumoulin Schultz pairing and saying, "It's,
0: it's a problem." Be a it's option. not the problem.
1: It's not the problem, but it's you know that that's another area that you've got to look at because God, those two look like they haven't talked to sure. each other on the phone in months. Yeah,
0: right? like no, it's just... the 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 mistakes of Grubauer and everything like last year were more apparent because like the Kraken would score four goals and we're losing four or five. Right. And you're like, fuck, how many goals do we have to score to make up for Grubauer being trash? Right. Or now that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if Grubauer keeps us to or da- or or Joey Dackard. Right. Um, Decord. Sorry. Um, keeps us in these games. Like, I mean, we've we've lost what there have been. It's been. I, they're low scoring games, relatively speaking.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if you, you know, if they have three goals total and their differential is 10, right, it means other teams have scored 13 in four games. So they're scoring at least a, at least three a game, right? That's what they're averaging.
0: And so. you know what? That's not, I mean, last year, that was pretty common. But yeah. we were winning games 5-3.
1: Right, right. Now we're not. Yeah, they got to they gotta get something going. I know Colorado is a good team. I, I think, you know, we, we saw the Kraken out-shoot them. But I think, you know, high scoring, you know, quality chances were probably pretty even. It was it really was a good game. The difference was just it was. Colorado could could bury and Kraken are completely snake bitten. So
0: Yeah. That's what it is. Um yep. in I mean, in all honesty, like look watching them play and whatnot, I'm not necessarily worried. Um it, it it is still it's it's early it's too early for anybody to be worrying or like being like I'm sitting here because, you know, we we're sitting here analyzing the Kraken, but I can sit here and be like, oh, fucking Red Wings, top of the Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Like, it's too early for that shit, too. So,
1: but the difference is, is the, the Red Wings are built
0: to do that,
1: right? Yes. That's a differently built team. Yep. Like, I know their 10 Ds and their Ds are a little shaky, but I mean, phew, shit, man. I mean, they have they have potentially the Rocket Richard guy in Debrinket that they brought in in the offseason, right? That's making Different. the kind of moves that you need to make if you want to kind of make. If you you can't you can't ice the exact same fucking team besides Brian Dumoulin, and expect to beat Dallas in the second round, right? Yeah. You can't even expect a healthy Colorado. We're at this rate, we're not beating healthy Colorado in round one, right? So at this rate, we're not making the playoffs. at this rate, they're they're picking pretty high. Like we're so, I, it's it's early, but
0: fuck. I, right, it is. Like we're you know, ten twelve games is when you start actually like kind of going like okay how do they do it but we've seen this before too you know like it's how many years in a row did we see buffalo you know win 10 of their 12 first games sure. and you're like oh shit is this finally the year that they did it and then they fucking just go 500 the rest of the year wow, wow. yeah so I, it's it's still early everybody can turn around lots of time to tune, fine-tune things get your legs under you you know who knows maybe burikoski finally you know can wake up after a little while um that is a long, significant injury that he went through well we'll see i'm not it's it's way too early to hit the panic yeah, button out, yeah way too early to hit the panic button and uh you know a, a lack of scoring while still getting chances is it's frustrating but it's hopeful you know like if we're if we're lo- if we lost that game four to one and we got out shot 16 to 30 uh you're starting really to worry concerning, now. yeah yeah. Now now you're starting to worry because like we're not even getting opportunities now. Um based on just how statistics and hockey puck luck works, you know, we're we're at a two we're at our, I think the team's shooting percentage is like 2%. So that will obviously correct itself. Right. Right. You know, it's it's just a matter of time. So it'll get better. Things will get better. Um but at the moment, yeah, it's a bit of a hole, bit of an early season hole for the Kraken to climb out of. Sure. All right, let's jump over to a couple topics that have been going on in the league right now. Um, First off, it came out, I think it was Elliot Friedman uh, said that the Gary Bettman has put out the bat signal to the NHL GMs that he wants to know their thoughts about decentralizing the draft. Now, when I heard this, I had to look up what the fuck that meant.
1: I feel like and that came up in that came up in politics somewhere, right? Like I, I that's the only place I feel like I've heard decentralized
0: decentralized?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like
0: yeah. you're yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It it does sound like a political word. Yeah. So I'd look it up and basically the, the core concept here is that uh decentralizing the draft would have teams, management, GMs all hanging out in their own cities, in their own war rooms, doing their own stuff there and the draft would be just players
1: so what's the benefit of that chance
0: in my own personal opinion um travel costs um a lot of money that's probably being spent on executives and flights and hotels and all that jazz i don't necessarily like it's i i don't think it doesn't change anything like if if Steve Iserman wants to get a hold of Kyle Dubis. He, it, it, just because they're not in the same room doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to get a hold of him. Sure. So I, I don't see th- that changes nothing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think I think again, right? What's what's our theme with Bettman and the NHL? Money. Exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's it's all fucking money. They don't. It'll give be a, a, a
0: cost saving measure.
1: They don't give a shit about the players and nope. their experience. They don't give a shit about the fans and their no. experience. We're us and the players are nobodies, right? It doesn't matter because Bettman's taking home his six million salary, or whatever the fuck it is, right? Correct. Like it, it just to me, like and it, you're gonna tell me Pat Verbeek of the Ducks and and, and Fra- Ron Francis can't afford to just fly themselves out there, right? Right. Okay, of course they can, anymore, dude. Right. So of course like, they can. For me, it's just it's such a god. This is just this is becoming a theme. It's just a selfish entitlement. Yeah theme with the nhl and it's just it's kind of fucking gross man
0: it could be even a like they've gotten feedback from the the war rooms on the ground you know like all the tables and everybody and maybe it's just a maybe it's a situation it's a thing it could some it, it could simply be a situation where this has been brought up enough by enough teams to where they're like okay maybe we don't need to do this because maybe you know maybe steve Yzerman or Dubas or whomever armstrong came up and he's like, look, there's no benefit to me being on this floor. Like I'm not, I'm not cutting deals last second because I'm on the floor. Like it's not going to make anything more expedited or anything like that. Um, If anything, I would make an argument that being in your own war room and having a little more discretion might lube up some goals or uh, some trades, so to speak.
1: Could, could very well, which I, and I don't mind that. I think there's a, there's a way to do this though. Right. So I think if, if you're going to go that, if you're going to go that direction, you put all the players on the floor, mm-hmm. right? Put them in the fucking seats. They're all yep. together. They can yep. bullshit. You know, you're gonna get some good content out of it. Um, you can fit more fans in there, but you but you need to. Then at that point, it, you need to show us that it's actually about us and the players, and do some pre-draft fun, right? Do have a, essentially a winter classic of draft day, right? Like, I, I just I don't see them doing that, and that's what what mm-hmm. worries me a little bit. Uh, but I, it's I mean, been.
0: It's been rough. It's It's always been rough. Like it's, let's be honest. Like I'm, you would probably go because you're, you're significantly closer, but like, if they were like, Oh, the 2024 draft is going to be in Seattle. Like it wouldn't be the situation of like, Oh, I need to make the home opener. Oh, I need to go to one of their classic. Like, I'd be like, if it's not too expensive and I have nothing going on that
1: day, like I will go to
0: the draft, but I don't, it's just not a, it's just not a seller.
1: Like a destination, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not, yeah, really, it's not, not a dest. Really. Like I, I guarantee. Like, do they even sell out during the draft?
1: I mean, every time. I mean, this is just you know the media playing it up. But every time I see video and check we, we watch it every year. Uh-huh. But like, I mean, the fans, the, the stands are packed, man. Okay. You know, so oh. I mean, I, I think I think they they still wouldn't have a problem filling it up, especially if they're selling nosebleeds for like ten bucks. Some guy walking down the road, you know, instead of giving him ten bucks for water and food or whatever on the side of the road you yep. just give them a ticket to the fucking draft right to the I mean, draft yeah that makes good. sense yeah so i mean yeah I, I i don't hate it too much i think i think it's being blown up a little more than is important i i just i like to highlight and circle the fact that this is just a fucking money move for absolutely the executives and it's just it's just man the rich getting richer man like that's that's what this is that's that sucks yeah
0: it's it's um, one more it's one more reason to take away i i do think it will decrease amount of excitement that we have from the drafts um it's like from a perspective of it'll be ill is i think it was because the pandemic you know like we had those the completely remote ones and we had a kind of a taste of it and i think everybody was everybody liked it because of the situation like they're oh we pulled off the draft even though we had to not talk to each other um i think that was fine but i don't know i it's the draft is already let, let's be honest the draft is already an event that is for established hockey fans yeah there's very little casual fans getting involved like actually involved in the draft sure. um at pa- past the first i'll Two even minutes. give I'll, I'll give i was gonna say I, well I, I was gonna say the first five picks after sure. that you're gonna lose casual fans sure like no one no one can like it's Connor Bedard is probably a reason why a lot of people know about hockey right now.
1: Yeah, the the only the only way I'll say that I'm okay with this, and, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of fine with it. It's not a huge deal. I think I it's don't care either really. anyway. But um, the war rooms for the teams need to be sick as fuck, and I need to be able to see yes. each one because I want to see. I think it was Bob Murray for the Ducks. There was a couple other GMs that were like at their fucking multi-million dollar mansions and shit, like mm-hmm. making these picks. I think that's cool as fuck, right? Like a Cribs, Cribs version. That'd be cool. Like, yeah. You know the Red Wings. The Red Wings are like in some sick ass bar in Detroit doing it. You know, and like they've just reserved the whole bar, and you know, like I, I Iserman, ri- kind
0: of Iserman rises out of his tanning bed like a mummy. Just.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Fuck yeah. That's dope as shit, man. But like, I, we won't see that because it's NHL GMs and shit. But that's correct. Um, yeah. So and I mean, they're, I don't, and they're it, no fun. One one thing I do want to touch on this before we move on. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple um your buddy Ian was really fucking getting after it um about not having a draft in general and basically allowing or forcing teams to go to players and provide them a contract instead of just being drafted 1 through 32
0: and I do want I, to I know that. I know that well first off Ian doesn't necessarily. I know that Ian doesn't believe in the concept of a man, but every time that he makes a tweet, like I feel like the male sex just like loses some credibility because that man is he just needs to be shoved into a locker every day. Uh,
1: The the best one on his on his post of this that I saw was some guy commented on there. I liked it of course because it was fucking hilarious. Of course, the guy the guy just said. Yeah, if there's ever ever a controversial thought in the NHL, I can almost guarantee you that you're gonna make a tweet that is the wrong side. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, You're, you're, you're literally such like a tool,
0: whatever you say. I'm going to say the opposite, and it's it. yeah. like it's every like he's even worse than I can't believe I'm saying this, but like he's worse than Waschinsky in the sense of like every once in a while, washinsky and I line up on something. Sure. You know, every once in a while, he's got a decent take because. Despite him not stepping a foot in the locker room and not ever playing hockey, he is in the world and he does understand some things every once in a while. Um, but this guy, I, I don't know how he fucking writes about. I don't know how he has a job. Yeah, I, like I I, he man. he's he's so removed from the reality of the game and whatnot that his his takes are just. Fu- anyway, I don't want to give him any more fucking.
1: Yeah, but, 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 so but, so so my my thoughts on this is basically yeah. you know what what the, the biggest point that these people that are get us really up are right. making,
0: he was saying, get rid of the draft. It's anti-labor.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. The, these players aren't allowed to choose where they go. Right. That's that's what he said. Right. Um, so a lot of the their biggest argument for this. I, honestly, it's a minority of people. I don't think I don't, I don't think it's as huge, but it's it's so loud so. people. Right. And that's what we run into. I think
0: people are disgruntled with how the draft works, but not not how to abolish the draft.
1: You think Winnipeg is going to Winnipeg could not even get a player in the first round. Right? Like, you know, here's the thing. If you are a Canadian and this is what you want, there's a very good chance you're not going to get any of these players because no one wants to go to Canada and feel that pressure from the fans. And, you know, just it sounds horrible, right? So, Fucking
0: fucking Florida, Tampa, and Dallas are just like, yeah, let's get rid of the draft. Anaheim,
1: L.A., San Jose, uh, Coyotes all of a sudden have like
0: the best fucking – you know, people <laughs> want to be there. Like, I any, just. Any state with no state tax, they're just like. Yeah, hell, yeah, Oh, yeah. Vegas! Hey, f- fucking Vegas becomes the perennial. Like, uh, fucking everybody just leaves Canada. Like, Canada's yes. basically like AHL teams at this point.
1: So, so and, and so that's the thing. Like, do, do you. If you really want this, that's what's going to happen, dude. I'm so sorry, but that's it. what's going to happen. I hate it. So, the, their, their biggest argument is basically this is what they do in Europe, right? This works in Europe. It works in Europe. You look at the KHL, you look at the SHL, you look at the 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 leagues that do this. They have like five teams that are good, right? Right? Because yeah, it's they, the same so fucking teams every. It's year. the same fucking teams every year, right? So it's just it's not it's not a it's not a reasonable way to do it. I I've seen a couple where they say you know, elevate the draft year, right? So you got to be nineteen to get in or eighteen to get in or whatever instead of just fresh out of juniors or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I've seen, you know, draw back the, the restricted free agent stuff so that they can get out of whatever city drafts them quicker. I don't mind that stuff. I, you know, it just, I just, I don't mind that because, you know, it kind of is, it, that yeah. is labor, that is player centric. But just saying, yeah, the, the Vegas Golden Knights can go get Connor Bedard, Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, um, Benson. Right. right? They can go get all these
0: fucking guys
1: because they have no, no, yep. Tax. It's just, just bullshit, dude.
0: It's, it, it, that's it, crazy hearing, to me. Hearing that kind of shit. So, like, I it's, if you, the, I this, depending on who you are, it's a hot take, but like, between, ba- you balance having a draft with a, sa- a salary cap, you create a league where, like, I, the, the thing that we love about hockey, there's parity, man. Like, yeah. it seems like we get into the fucking playoffs and there's always a team that, it, if you make the playoffs, there's that feeling that your team's got a shot. Right. Whereas in any other fucking sport, there's that always that one team. They're like, yeah, they got in based on the wild card, and they'll be out in three games. Like, it's not – you don't take them seriously whatsoever. And that's how you get situations like in baseball where you have poverty franchises that will never win anything ever.
1: Yes, Tampa Bay. I mean, there's, there the Oakland Athletics literally made a fucking movie on – Essentially, what they want this to be like—that's yeah. just
0: insanity to me, dude. Yeah, no. So
1: I—that's a terrible idea.
0: Getting rid of the draft is just so ridiculous. Like that doesn't make any sense. You're gonna—you would have a league where everything is offset, and then uh, shit between him and who's the fucking Fleury's agent. Um, he's—he represents half the fucking players, but like he's—he's o- he's always on there spouting fucking anti-salary cap shit, and it's like weird. You want to get rid of the one thing that stops you from having an unlimited supply of money so weird that's so dumb like oh i can't can't imagine why you don't like a salary cap (laughs) a agent of half the hockey players
1: right yeah uh 20 million a year guy shut the fuck up right
0: like (laughs) knock it off like we all because he tries to go after gary bettman he'll take runs at him like oh gary's just trying to fuck a dude it's like dude you're you're not standing up for the players you're you're making money off these guys right and every time that you say something like, oh, I don't like the salary cap because it's fucking, you know, forever, They just don't want to pay the players. It's like, dude, you want the payers to get played more because you're going to get paid more.
1: Yeah. He makes a percentage of their contract, right? Or whatever, you know, whatever their deal right. is. Right.
0: But... And that's, and the, you can take that argument we just made for the draft and copy and paste it to getting rid of the salary cap. Like you get rid of a salary cap of, I'm, I'm not against like adjusting it. And I, I've heard arguments that are interesting, but you get rid of it. It's we're going to, you're going to have an opposite situation where Toronto, um, Boston, you know, Detroit, arguably uh, t- teams with lots of money are just going to buy teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it. Quick question for you. This is just, yep. this is, I haven't even seen anything on this, but it's kind of interesting thought um, contracts based on performance strictly performance right Mm. so say so say you you got a dollar amount per goal you got a dollar amount per assist uh goalies save percentage goals against or whatever you want to whatever you want to do there you know and then just get rid of the salary cap right so guys like the guys like mcdavid are getting paid because they are literally putting up close to fucking 150 points right like
0: I, in, in terms, I would have to get more, I would have to think harder on that. In, in On the surface, knee-jerk reaction to that, just being like, because hockey players are very much like you earn it kind of people. Sure. sure so, I mean, on the surface, I don't mind that. You know, like if, at the end of the day, hockey players, like if they fucking sign up a deal, they say like, I'm going to get, you know, $1,000 a goal, or whatever, well, you know, I'm just making shit up, but sure, sure. in any case, like if I get X amount of dollars per goal and I only score five goals this year, like that's kind of on me.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to protect against injuries and shit like that. But I think, I think it's an it's just an interesting thought because yeah,
0: yeah. I, don't, I I don't know the specifics of how you do that. Like what, we we paid like per goal or may, maybe like how the team finishes. You know, yeah, it could be something like that. I don't know
1: your 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 goal percentage of the team or something. yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, I, I think you know there's a, Cor- a your Corsi, yeah, your Corsi,
0: Corsi. It's got it's gotta be your Corsi. That's the most important stat. Face off wins.
1: There you go, face off wins.
0: Massive fuck. If 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 it was face-off wins, Danny DeKaiser is the next Jeff Bezos.
1: Just absolutely kill
0: him. He's
1: it. <laughs> so loaded. He's just stacked. <laughs> he's he has got like 20 points on the year. McDavid has 150, and he's just blown He's the away. highest paid player
0: in the league. <laughs>
1: he's like sending money through Venmo to fucking McDavid just to help with bills and shit. <laughs>
0: It's like, hey, hey, had a good had a good night at the face off, Doff. Why don't you take some money, Connor?
1: Yeah, they they played Edmonton too. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, hey, if I'm golfing, right, my performance technically yeah. goes I, off of how much money I'm making, right? I can like, see. I, you know,
0: Connor scores like four goals and three assists. But they get off the ice, and DeKaiser's like a minus nine, and he made more money from that game.
1: DeKaiser yeah. is like nine for ten on faceoffs against McDavid, and he's like, hey, McDavid, like, I, you know, I'm so rich right now, like, you can have some of this, dude. <laughs> it's
0: so funny. Oh, fuck.
1: Good shit. All right, what's our other – There's there, there was another piece of news that we were – Getting into
0: yeah, uh, just real quick before we kind of get get into like talking about the hardcore stuff for the league, uh, it seems like based on the eye test, fighting is up. Love it, and Love yeah, it. I couldn't be happier about it. Fuck seems those like... fuck
1: those sissy little hockey fans, man. Yeah, pretty
0: much. That's... Let's fight. Let's fucking let's brawl a little bit. I we it needs to come back. It needs to come back. I I think there's kind of like a my like there's this has been brewing for a while in the NHL. We had we had this overreaction. To getting rid of goons and, like, I, I get it. Like, what, you and I grew up in the dead puck era, you know, early two thousands, where a, a one, a one-one game, one-one tie was very common,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, or a one-zero game or a zero-zero game going to overtime. Like, these games were common. We grew up in the dead puck era. This was an overreaction to incentivizing skill and speed over got goons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get it, but I think we've—we don't need to dive into the whole issue of refs again. But like we've seen that when it's left just to refs to police the game, they get it wrong. Sure. Or, or there's no winning. You know, yeah, like it's—I
1: I would hate to be a ref in the NHL right now.
0: No, God, you got, there's, you got you, no winning, dude. Say, say you call a straight game, but the penalties go six penalties for one team and one the other, then you're accused of being, you know, it's a favoritism thing. But, oh God, then, then you overcorrect and you go like, okay, each team's going to get, I'm going to call two periods, or I'm going to call two penalties, a period, uh, one on both teams. Then it's like, oh, that's game management.
1: Game management to me is more favoritism and basically saying that games are rigged and the outcomes are already decided than calling a six to one penalty margin. Right. To me, that's that's more that's more fucking nepotism. Right. Or that's, you know, that's more of that kind of side where it's just like
0: I in
1: in most cases. Right. There's sometimes where that that guy just hates Toronto. Right. And he's calling everything on Toronto. But Man, for the so most tough. part, Toronto just, you know, it, like like this guy on Twitter I was telling you about earlier, just hmm. bitching about every single call. Right. So like in that regard, you know, he might actually be doing the game management shit. Right where he might be saying, "Okay, I let that one go because I've already called four penalties on fucking Florida tonight." Right, you know, it's just I, like to me, I I feel like that's almost game scripting more than than saying, you know, yep. Austin Matthews two hand helicopter slash subdued his neck, and the penalties were six one already, so I couldn't call that one. Like this is you know, this is fun.
0: how it this is how it needs to be. If I see a replay of something i need to be and i know that this is a simple concept that's going to blow your minds but if they show me a replay of a call i should be i every time i want to be able to watch that replay and go yeah that was a penalty sure sure like i that's that's it like even when my team like goes to the box i don't like it but it's like oh yeah that's that was a high stick like he's fucking, he lost two teeth that's a penalty
1: so we should um, review penalties right like we're reviewing goals Penalties, penalties the way the way that the scoring is up in the NHL power plays are a huge point of that
0: yeah
1: right do we do we I mean yes that slows the game down right but Toronto can see that in two seconds and bang I can say That's um Toronto like t- always gets it right Toronto always gets it right yeah but yeah. um I mean just pay those guys what the execs are making and they <laughs> might make it right it's true. um you know but like tonight right like uh who was it? Eckholm? Love Eckholm to death. I think he's a great dude.
0: Oh, I watched this high stick.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, nope. it sucks, right? Like, it sucks, but... You could tell
0: he didn't mean to do it. He
1: didn't mean to do it. He but definitely didn't stick. mean to do it. But it's, it's a high stick. stick. He, didn't, he didn't have control of his stick. He right. basically speared Tyson Forrester in the fucking in the face. face. And he's complaining. Uh, he, I mean, I, I was one of those guys. I complained about every call because I was, I was you know...
0: Did Forrester sell it?
1: Oh, dude if i get smeared in the face right but that's a penalty. No, it's yeah, a penalty but that's a penalty man, that's gonna
0: hurt yeah that's a penalty it's so what what happens on this is i i because i already hear you know like like people like devin if devin's listening to this episode he's i can already hear him going okay chance that's all well and good like but that's but it's the ones they don't call sure and that's a yeah, fair point you, like how do, you, I, how do you come back from that right I because then when that. they show me when they show me a replay of a blatant penalty that doesn't get called then it throws the whole theory out. So everything that you just said about game management, I agree. Everything you just said is right, but I, d- I don't think that there's a better solution.
1: As as a professional data analyst, the yes. data that you don't have is the hardest to account for, right? So if, right. You, if you're thinking about that from a penalty standpoint, the penalties that, that weren't actually called on the play are always going to be the hardest to account for. Yep. So I, I I completely agree. I think that is that is the counterpoint, right? Do you want correct calls for the ones that were called, or do you want everything called because we can See, review every single thing? And right. I, I well, think, I think that's and, the that's the. And then line.
0: that and then that kicks into the whole like you know, just and then it kicks up the you know the 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 five hundred hockey men, the old school hockey people. Just just let them play. Sure. Like let the game regulate itself. And I'll be honest, that's the category that I fall into. Like I. I like the old days where if it's an egregious fucking penalty, just an absolute fucking like 100% no If If there's any doubt in your mind that it was a penalty, don't call it. Sure. Because allow the game to regulate itself. Let enforcers come back and actually have a role in these games. Because when we're, it's kind of like almost, maybe I'm getting like more political about it, but like, it's kind of like trust the government, like, oh, the government will take care of you. Like in this case, like, Oh, the refs, like, you don't need to people – you don't need goons or anything to stick up for you and protect your skill guys. The refs will take care of you, and then they don't. You know, you like, I, it's I, – I understand. Like, some some players, yes, like, obvious, like, refs will take care of, you know, Connor, Mc, Connor McDavid getting slashed versus fucking, you know, uh, Yamamoto getting slashed is two different things, 100%. But I've seen, like, sitting there walking – after like the third time where Dylan Larkin takes a cross check to the neck, you're like, sure. what the fuck are we doing?
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm with you on that, I think. But it's funny because then your enforcers that are supposed to be doing something. Just talk shit about the player to the media after the game, after they just lost 4-1, right? So, I mean, right. you right. know, like, like, what are we doing there? So, right. Um. yeah, I, 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 but back to the point, fighting being up and honestly, it's like fighting being up is, is one thing. I think. It's a good thing for I hockey. Think, I think the boys are a little fucking chippier this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get one of those fights, or you get something that goes down, and guys that usually were standing at the fucking red line just kind of bullshitting about you know what the family's doing next weekend, they're they're kind of getting nasty about it. Maybe Another the
0: word. Example? Maybe the word got out. Like the, like maybe. there was you know an internal memo kind of thing, hush hush, low key. That like, the NHL kind of wants to. Not encourage fighting, but like they're they're gonna stop, uh, poo pooing it as much. Sure.
1: I mean, a perfect example for me is Zabinijad. I don't remember who it was on the Coyotes, but when the Coyotes were playing New York, there's a scrum kind of going on. It's the one that it's the one towards the end of the game. It might have been the end of the game where Shosturkin kind of grabs Dumba right to mm-hmm. kind of to kind of relax him, and Zabinijad and someone from the Coyotes are in the corner. And you know, last year even. Those guys would have just been sitting there bullshitting. Zabiniji ends up throwing fucking bombs yep. at this guy. Yep. Like, what the fuck, man? We've seen, like,
0: I mean, we've seen bona fide stars throwing down the gloves.
1: Yeah, Crosby in preseason, man. That's maybe, right. maybe that's what it was. Maybe they saw Crosby trying to beat up, who was it, Cousins or whatever. Remember, they, saw, yeah. they, they saw that and they were like, oh, fuck, if Sid's, if Sid's hot, like, now I'm a little saucy.
0: That's correct. That's correct. All right, Taylor. I think it's time that we talk about our mid episode sponsor.
1: Okay. If you insist, we've I'll, got I'll one read, of those. I'll read the you know, I'll read the two seconds of actual ad here and then uh-huh. we'll just we'll get right into the insurance shit. <laughs> um <so laughs> the prepare 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 yourself for the legals, right. folks. All right, here we, go. Here we uh, go. the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call eight seven seven eight H hopeny or text HOPENY467369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources
0: you powered through that nice work man thanks i like that I'm a little faster all right today. what's that i'm a little faster today you're gonna be able to she's gonna roll off the tongue here soon
1: that's right i'll have what them about. memorized here in about a week that's good stuff
0: all right folks uh for the last part of the show we'll, we'll hit on some fantasy stuff but uh kind of just jumping around the league a little bit as we talked about before it's still early we're not at the 10 12 game mark um take all of this with a grain of salt if your team is absolutely just collapsing ours uh, no time to panic. The the sky's not falling. Uh, and if your team is absolutely killing it right now, um, well, uh boy, enjoy it while you can. Because um, yeah. I think looking looking at these standings, I mean there's there's some that you're you're expecting. You know, I like Carol, Carolina's probably gonna be good. Colorado looks good. Um the Golden Knights, even though all they've been doing is bum slaying, uh, they look good. Um you know the, the the one win that's only worth their time really was dallas but whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean you're seeing a few float to the top but other other than that uh, i would still say that everybody's kind of in the mix and we're waiting for we're waiting for things to settle out here in the beginning of the season so um i think one of the first teams that i wanted to talk about here was the sabers yeah uh this is a team that had a lot of chatter around them coming into the year a lot of optimism and we're coming into four games now uh the pro they just uh, let's see here lost tonight, yeah they just lost tonight in a close game with the flames um so that's going to be one in four now one in three something like that um yeah what's uh, a lot of goals against yeah I, I mean but this is this is kind of what
1: you and i had predicted i think i think we started questioning ourselves just because the masses we're talking at Buffalo again this year, yep. um, you know. But what one one of the things that you and I both agreed on on this team was goaltending was a question mark, right? We didn't know what we didn't know what Levi was going to look like. We didn't know what behind him or technically in front of him, uh, what is it, y- y- in or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, we didn't know what that that goalie situation in Buffalo was going to look like, and the goals against is showing that, right? I mean, yep. it's it's showing that you know they my they're having a little bit of problems scoring goals they know it's not a huge issue yet but i mean they're they're losing games because they're getting outscored right so uh yeah i think i mean you know levi isn't a guy that i'm super concerned about i think the biggest thing is we only saw a tiny sample size last year so we didn't know what we were going to get and people were basically expecting him to walk in and be the next chesterkin for this team to make that jump right so um, yeah I, I'm not concerned about them. I, I think you and I have kind of set that 10 game mark, right? After 10 games, yeah, you need to be concerned about your team if they're, you know, say 1 8 and 1, right? Um but I think at this point, right, you can kind of you can kind of say okay, they're, they're just knocking some rust off, but yeah, a little little concerning. I, they lost again to Devin,
0: I so. Devin Levi 893 save percentage and 3.0 goals against.
1: Yeah, which I mean, you know, th- those two stats which I hear this argument a lot from from uh, actually just buddies of ours, but uh, th- those don't tell the whole story. But I mean, th- those are, th- there's a reason those two stats they have been used for but a long they time, don't. right? There's a, there's a reason those stats are what they are, right? And have been for a long time. So uh, yeah, little little concerning with them. I think I think they ha- they have enough firepower and they have enough juice in that in that system. He's, that,
0: he's allowed four goals in two of his games.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not I, I'm a little concerned about Levi. Uh, I think you 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 know you, you got to find the hot goaltender at this point, and I think that's probably what they're trying to do.
0: But problem is, he's it's not like even if he's playing okay, like he's not he's the, the team in front of it. Like you need for Buffalo to take that next step, you're you're needing what they wanted him to be. He want they want him to be the next Jesterkin hmm. because that's how they take that next step. If Levi's just good. then this team is still muddling about, you know, wild card race. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what exactly like you're saying. I think that's what they're what we're seeing
0: with them. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Anything else on the Sabres that you like or don't like?
1: Um, I think you'll see a little bit of shuffling of lines, but I I don't think they need to fare away from the script too much. I I do think that I I do think the luck is against them a little bit so they you know, are they
0: are scoring goals
1: they are scoring goals not as not as many as they need to for the goalie woes but you know I, I think i think you know they, they got to find the goaltender that's going to work and that's what they're trying to do
0: yep yep i agree so uh with that loss they'll be one and three tonight and uh continue to round out the bottom of that division uh let's stick let's stick in the atlantic uh it's slight hit on tampa bay like it it's you could never count out this team for a second.
1: That's crazy.
0: You know, it's this team is I think it's just they're half. they're just they're adjusting. Normally, you can put up 3 goals and Vazzy's going to shut the game down. Now, Tampa's going to have to outscore their problems until Vazzy comes back. So, 100%.
1: Um, I mean, they they're letting in the most goals in the league right now. Like, I know there's teams that've only played 2 games and shit like that, but um, it's just expected though, right? But to be 2 and 2 with Vazzy out I'm not. I'm not worried about them. I think. I think the length of his injury is definitely concerning.
0: Yeah, two, two, uh, and one.
1: I could see them potentially bring. I think I'd surprised they let Martin Jones sit on the waiver wire because uh, I think he got dropped down to. I think that that was the whole point, right? Trying to send him mm-hmm. down to AHL, but yeah, that, not super concerned about them. But it's early, right? I mean, you yep. know, I think. I think if they can go 500 until he's back, like they are right now. They should be okay, but yeah, I mean, it was always going to be an uphill battle because the you know the the world class goaltender of the last ten years is out, right? Sure. So um, I do. Yeah. I
0: want to. I want to make a rule for this episode. I don't want to talk about any teams that only have played two games. Um,
1: yeah, Way too, way
0: suck. too, way too early a sample size. Um, yeah, Like I wanted to hit there. on Boston for a second, but Boston's only played two fucking games. Like, yeah. how? It's way too early to tell. Um, frustratingly, even to me, like I've got. On paper, in theory, uh, DeBrusque just got promoted to the first line, so it's DeBrusque, Zaka, and Pasta. Mm -hmm. In theory, that line should be doing really well, and I should be making a lot of points, but my fantasy fucking sucks. Anyway, um, both are pointsless. So I I do want to wrap this up on the Atlantic. Uh, Ottawa and Detroit, rounding out the top, both three wins, one loss, um, as we all predicted. Yes. And uh, they are set to play each other, I think, tomorrow night. Great test. Great test. Considering that these two fan bases fucking hate each other. Yeah,
1: I love it. Such a weird rivalry, but it really—it's a Twitter rivalry, rivalry, man.
0: 100 percent. Well, love now it. it's official with the Brin Cat. With the Brin mm-hmm. Cat now leaving Ottawa and going to Detroit. Now it's like a like there are legit Ottawa fans that like are hoping that the Brin Cat fucking tears his Achilles.
1: Yeah, just is done for ever
0: yeah they, they, that they hope
1: that's so gross dude that's so gross if that's yes. true like if some guy's sitting in his fucking ottawa based flat right now and he's just mm-hmm. like i hope to bring cat, gets blown up by <laughs> you know a fucking a, a, a rogue shell because he's in the ukraine for some reason like that's that's not okay dude i'm so sorry that sucks you're a piece Ugh. of shit <laughs> funny shit funny yeah. yeah
0: no that's gonna be good uh both teams are looking pretty solid. Uh, Josh Norris fucking pops off for two um, in his Damn. first game back after being gone for, God, basically a year and change. Sure. Um, guy looks solid, and he was playing on the third line too.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he put up uh, – I'm talking on my ass, but I think he put up close to a point per game before he got hurt. So uh, the
0: year ago. previous, he had 30 goals, and that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do and think then. he's
1: more of a passer. So a lot of people were basically, like, overreacting that he was going to be the Rocket Richard. But um, I think he's, he's definitely a little bit more of a passer to me. But the kid's good, you know. It's just he, he ran into injury shit, and that happens. That does happen. And and honestly,
0: they're putting him kind of in sheltered minutes, too. So I'm kind of concerned that they're they're concerned that they think that he's injury-prone.
1: Well, technically, I think their, I think their medical staff was like, yeah, he's done for the season or something, right? Like, they had a pretty pretty intense take on his injury and Damn. he was like dude i'm fine like i'm literally right. full practice you know um so it's yeah there's an interesting situation there it's where the disconnect was there like he yeah. he
0: literally was on ir and missed three games um and but was still practicing in a not in a contact jersey like right. full full right. participant yeah
1: just very strange our situation. situation but but both those teams right so we'll focus on ottawa for a second um ottawa is built very well I mean, you know, they they do they can potentially go three lines deep if, if some of those guys can play a little bit above their belt,
0: right? We've like, we said for at least the last two years that if this team had at least acceptable goaltending, this would be a respectable team.
1: Yeah, which both Forsberg and Corpusalo are are playing pretty decently, right? Yes. So, yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, both, both these teams can sustain it. I mean, we put them in that middle section – basically just saying like, they got some question marks, you know, they weren't in it last year. So we don't know exactly what they're going to look like, but I think, I think, you know, collectively you and I both said, these are two teams that could easily also make the playoffs, right? I mean, they're, you know, we stuck them in there with Buffalo. So we're eating a little bit of crow with Buffalo already, but I mean, Ottawa and Detroit were teams that we were, you know, we were saying could even make the next step. So I don't think it's too far fetched. Um, but yeah, Ottawa's D is actually pretty fucking deep, dude. I mean, Jake Sanderson's a stud. They also have this guy, Thomas Shabbat, if anybody knows of him. And then Jacob Trickrun's not even having that good of a year, and he's still at least a defensive defenseman at this point, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he's got he's got a lot more offense than he's been showing, but, you know, he can at least is, is a two-way guy to where he can play that defense. So
0: Yeah, you, yeah. Had, you, had, you had Norris into this lineup, and this is starting to get uh, a pretty deep. If they keep the lines the way the Daily Faceoff has them, this is uh, starting to look like a deep team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be. They might uh, if it if the defense and the because the defense seems to be maturing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it, we've always kind of said that Ottawa's had this like young, talented defense. It's just it's it, it, you, you know go. it's with right with defensemen, youth is always like it, you just don't see a lot of talented young defensemen out there. Yeah, it's just 50-50
1: unless they went like one or. You know, one five, right.
0: right? Right. It's really hard because usually it takes a lot of years for them to like figure, you know, get the hang of uh, zone coverage and that kind of stuff with the NHL and just how fast players move. Um and I, I think that this this team's defense is finally coming to age, kinda so to speak. Um, and like you said, the the goalies are are they are getting five service goaltending. mm mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's all they need. Yeah. That's all they need. 100%. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, but also on the opposite side of that coin uh the red wings are also doing the same thing
1: yeah i mean you and i in fantasy picked up james reimer and he decided to have a fucking shutout so that was fucking. you crazy. know uh, that's that's crazy right the, the yep. you know the earth switched with mars in you know in, so mars was was now in the in the path that earth was on right like yep. there was some serious fucking shit going on in the universe um yeah, I mean, D- Detroit Detroit needed that goal scorer, though, right? As much as mm-hmm. we like Tyler Pertu- Pertuzzi, um, they needed someone who could just walk in and bury the biscuit. And to that yep. in his prime with a guy like Larkin and, and, you know, on a power play with guys like, you know, potentially Raymond and, and those kind of guys, that's a perfect fucking trade by, by Stevie, so... Yep. Yeah, no, I, I I like what I've seen from them. It's a I deep don't...
0: team. It's a deep yeah. team. You're getting you're getting contributions from almost everybody on the roster. Um, Debrinkat is is the real. I mean, it's he's the real deal. Like it's everything that we were hoping for, if not more. If you're a Red Wings fan, or not even a Red Wings fan, you're just a fan of Alex DeBrincat. Like, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, he's doing quite well. Uh, the lines seem to be shuffling a little bit, but that's pretty normal this time of year. Uh, the Red Wings' defense is is still kind of a question mark, but I think they're kind of finally getting it together. The goaltending has been acceptable. Um, I'm not going to say that Huso's lighting the world on fire, but he's 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 keeping them in games, which is, at the end of the day, the bare minimum you ask from your goaltender. I mean, you
1: can roll out Billy Huso and James Reimer if DeBrincat is scoring and the Red Wings in general are playing...
0: 50-30 split. Exactly. Right? 50-30 you- split. Yeah, between the yeah. two, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, it's what we're seeing from them is good. And the wins, you know, I, uh, you know, fucking wins against Tampa and Pittsburgh are, are nothing to skirt to to shirk at. Um, kicking the crowd out of Columbus is, I mean, you're supposed to kick the crowd out of Columbus. So. Sure. Sure. That's what you should do. That's what you're supposed to do. Plus, I think Elvis was sick that game too. So they were really yeah. It was the really backup, screwed.
1: backup Tandy.
0: Yeah. So they were really rough. But. all right let's let's get out of the Atlantic and move around cool. a little bit um I'm loving what I'm seeing from fuck god I just hit refresh and I wow, what what year is it the Philadelphia Flyers are first in the metro so weird three and one so weird. We, is is this a is is this Flyers team a situation where like it it's very similar to the the vibes are good situation in Arizona where like they've just taken so much shit that they're like you know what all of you like we're gonna be we're actually gonna be really good
1: i think a little bit of that i think i think uh torts has always been an interesting coach mm-hmm. right he's always been an interesting guy for us to talk about i think this is one of the most skilled teams really that he's had uh which is really interesting to say even with some of those days in Columbus. but skilled uh young but but pretty skilled i mean you'd i think look we at were all like,
0: just we were all just like I think anybody who knows this knows Torts is just like young people and Torts is not going to fit.
1: Yeah, but I think I think the the benefit that they have is, is they drafted some of these guys like uh you even think of Bobby Brink, you think of Tyson Forester, you think of those those guys are those guys are a little more two-way than some of the guys that Torts yeah. had in Columbus, right? So I mean they're yeah. they're they they they're buying into his system, I think is what it is. Um, and then Carter Hart is, is having a little bit of a, of a renaissance, right? He's having a little bit of a revenge tour, you know? So yeah, this is, I mean, in the Metro, this is by, by far the most surprising team. I think you, you can I look think at they the fall Devils. off,
0: I, they, but they will, they, they should will. enjoy it. You can, you're not, you're not going to last an 82 game season with this defense. No, no. Um, this is a really as, bad, defense.
1: as much as I like Cam York, right? Like he's, <laughs> he's still two years away from being, uh, in any sort of conversation, for it. and he's
0: arguably arguably your best defenseman, most likely your second best.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think Cam York is probably their best defenseman. Um, maybe someone can say Ristolainen, but Ristolainen hasn't been good in fucking years. But um, San, yeah, Sanheim. Uh, maybe Sanheim, 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 and, and York are playing together, and I think they mesh really well. Right. Uh, but I think I think yeah, I mean, you know, you, enjoy guys like enjoy it, Cam Atkins, fans well. enjoy the shit out of this. Yeah, Cam Atkinson, uh Konechny, they got Couturier back. Uh, Morgan Frost is is, you know, not having a super statistical four games to start the year, but uh, the kids still solid, right? I mean they, they have some they have some really nice pieces. They they just need to enjoy it until some of these other teams like New Jersey at one one and one. Right. It figures it out. It figures it out, right? It just kind of comes around from the rest. So I mean yeah well and tonight they it's got an easy win against that dog shit team in Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton sucks, dude. Oof
0: boy oh boy Ah, it's
1: really one and three now or something
0: yeah let's uh let's jump over there um edmonton's now one and three just getting the fucking wheels beat off them by uh, the flyers tonight um starting the season off with back-to-back losses to fucking vancouver love it um vancouver has since lost the the next two games sure sure yeah so it's as as anybody could have predicted that Uh, literally everybody would have was like oh yeah they just beat the shit out of edmonton like they're gonna lose next two games yeah definitely Definitely. That's just because that's just how hockey. If you know anything about hockey, that's how it's gonna work. Yeah. Um. Boy, what is uh? You know what? I don't even want to ask that question. Wait, how many times have we talked about what's wrong in Edmonton and no one listens?
1: Yeah, I, I mean they'll, they'll figure it out. The team's still pretty good, but what's wrong in Edmonton is between the two red posts in the blue paint, right?
0: I'd I'd make it. It's it's you have subpar goaltending you have mediocre defense and you don't have depth like i, I don't know I, the number of people if i if i see one more person edmonton fan on twitter saying that like oh brown is going to break out any minute now like go away yeah you're so it. wrong
1: we're going to we're gonna have to start seeing we're going to have to start sending them fucking better help commercials and shit on right. twitter right
0: it's like the the problems with this team are the shit that we have been saying forever this team is a it's it's a one to two line team depending on where you want to put Leon tricidaal mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day it's you can't evander Kane is not in the point in his career where you can put him on the third line and he's gonna power that third line like Phil Kessel did with the with the Knights. with pens um pens back in the day
1: yeah
0: yeah with the pens back in the day like it was you know that it was that one two three punch he yeah, had Crosby on the first line Malkin on the second Kessel was grinding out the third um Kane's not The type of player to do that so you've got to put kane with either mcdavid or dry right now it's it's full on panic mode because they have all three of them on the first line
1: yeah it's a little scary
0: like like you know it's a problem when they're putting all three on there trying to just but this is the problem they 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 make some half-hearted attempt to say oh we fixed the problems and then when it's clear that they haven't they're like oh guess an oldie but a goodie. Let's just have McDavid outscore all of our problems.
1: Let's just run it back, baby.
0: Right. It's it's. Let's he'll, he'll put up hundred goals this year. As long as he as long as we get less than that, it gets scored against us.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, technically, you know, that does work, but.
0: I, if you score more speaking, goals
1: than them, then you're supposed to win. But
0: right, but the odds of Connor McDavid carrying this team, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I sound like a broken record. Right, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is not gonna fucking. He's just not gonna have. It's he can't do it by himself.
1: You have Zach, to spread. I mean, you gotta spread those four out, right? You can't yeah. have McDavid, drysidle and uh, McCain on the same line. You have to have one of or two of those four with with yep. Nugent Hopkins you have to have those you gotta have to go two and two because you can't be one line deep when you're already two lines deep at the most right like you just right. you can't be one line deep so uh yeah they'll they'll figure it out I think they'll turn it around like you were saying it's early right it is like one and three is it's not a good
0: card this good is start, one of man. this is one of those that's like we're sitting here going Like but when we were making our early playoff predictions and we're sitting here going like, okay, here, what are the problems with Edmonton? Like everything that we said that was going to be a problem is currently a problem. Yeah. Like if this team it's, they have not changed their style up. If they don't outscore their problems, they're going to lose. Yep. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. If Connor and Leon do not outscore their problems, they're going to lose. Yeah. Yep. Like at the end of the day, it's entirely based on these two guys playing like superstars almost every night yeah and if they don't the chances of this team winning are slim to none
1: and edmonton twitter absolutely loses their fucking mind at someone else because it can never be mcdavid and dry fault
0: never yeah it's impossible never i it's I'll even like i like i like the argument of like it's their fault not because they're bad but because like you create a culture where You're passing, you know, like your entire offensive plan is get the puck to McDavid. Mm -hmm. And I get, I get that as somebody who was, you know, a fan of the Red Wing, is a fan of the Red Wings, but like, especially watch those early, like those late Red Wings teams where like, it was just get the puck to Dotsy kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I I get that mentality to a degree. Like you don't have a lot of skill. That person is incredibly better to you. And it doesn't like, it's just common sense. You're like, oh, I'm going to pass the puck to the better player. But that then it becomes like you're not working as a team. It's it's get the the plan is to get the puck to Connor. Yeah. And that's just not that's just not how you win hockey games.
1: Yeah, a little bit of concern, but I think I think they'll turn it around. I think you look at the rest of the Pacific, I'm not super I'm not looking at the rest of these teams. Even right now through four four to three games, uh, but even, you know, you get twenty games and I, I'm not looking at the rest of this division and saying Oh yeah, Calgary at 2-1 one, and 1 is definitely going to be way better than no, like, I'm just, no I'm just I'm not ready to say that, right?
0: Actually, this uh this this division is like a dumpster fire. It's like mm. really bad. Like this division is not good.
1: We thought it was bad last year. This they might be worse this year.
0: It's very possible. Like this these teams are bad. Like Calgary is in second with 2-2 two, two, and 1. Like Vegas is again, Vegas is running but I like we said before. Vegas is Vegas is looking good. I'm not trying to like make an argument that oh, Vegas is fake good. That's Vegas look looks, good. Vegas looks great. But their first three wins are against the Kraken, who are in last place, the Sharks, who are in the seventh place, and the Ducks, who are in fifth place. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, and it's their shady.
0: last win was a was a shootout win against Dallas, which a win against Dallas is good, but a shootout might might as well, in my book, just be a fucking coin toss. So,
1: right, but still, still one you got to win. Right, so I agreed. Mean, you know, those are all games they still have to win. So Vegas still looks good, but it's yeah. I mean, they, there's they no need...
0: there's no cup hangover as far as we can see. So that's that's they, st- that's they still need
1: thing. they still need to play somebody though. That that's sure. what you're saying, right? They got to play somebody that that makes you think. Yeah, this team is unbeatable.
0: Sure. And and honestly, but I mean, with how bad that division is behind them, like it's no. Nobody's going to push them for the division oh, title. Like oh, I'm already, I'm already, like if I'm, I'm we're, I know we're four games in and we're not, we've already said a thousand times, don't read into things and don't already count your chickens, but I would just give Vegas the Pacific title. Like there's, I
1: mean, can you not, I mean, 15 goals, four to five against in four games. I mean, even against bad teams, you're, you're doing everything right. You're doing
0: everything right. You doing everything right and, and everybody below you is just like real, like aggressively mediocre,
1: just really trying their best. Like getting participation trophies at this point
0: right yeah Yeah. no it's i mean we're sitting here in that boat hoping like the kraken turn it around and there, there are signs that it could you know statistically wise they just can't be this bad forever but um yeah we'll we'll see that that division is just it's stinky oh it's really bad it's really not good um looking at uh the central to kind of wrap things up a little bit here um who's standing out to you? I know it's, it's easy for us to kind of say Chicago um, because of the hot start that they kind of had. Um, Nashville's played a lot of games two and three right now. Um, You did mention before that you, that you're kind of worried about St. Louis.
1: Yeah. St. St. Louis is as high as I was on them. They haven't looked good at all. And they, again, you know, this is, this is coming out tomorrow. They're probably going to lose that game against the coyotes who I, who I did say was going to be a kind of a sneaky team. Uh-huh. But yeah, St. Louis is St. Louis is a little. I'm a little afraid of them. I think Winnipeg lost again tonight, right? So th- those are two teams that a lot of people kind of had chalked in as being a little bit higher. And I think I think they'll kind of sneak up. I think you know the rosters there are are pretty decent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I think my two biggest surprises kind of come from the bottom, right? So Chicago still, even though they're two and two, they've beat some good teams, right? They beat Pittsburgh, who you know is is an older team. Are uh, just Pittsburgh kicking the th- shit out of the Blues. Oh, they're smoking the Blues right now. It's five yeah.
0: two right now. Holy shit!
1: Yeah. So, so, but Pitts, Pittsburgh is a little bit of an older team. They're struggling a little bit, as you as we kind of had expected a little. But that's still a good win by them, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chicago also went in and beat Toronto four right? one.
0: It's a good. It's a good solid road win.
1: That's a great road win for that team, dude. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, so Chicago's a big surprise for me, and, and it really hasn't even been all Bedard. I think, I think you know, some of those bottom lines, like the Perry and Felino line is actually playing pretty good. We talked about it on the last podcast. So I, I think, you know, they're going to fall back down, right? Yeah, they, they, they
0: might just... They'll win. fall back to earth. They, they've, they're have they riding high on, you know, enhanced publicity because of Bedard. True. And and maybe a little, of what I mentioned earlier, like the, the fuck you attitude. Like everybody says mm-hmm. that we're going to be bad. Like we're going to decide to be good. So I, I get that, but there's only so many teams that could do that, and I've already put my faith in the Coyotes doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I, I don't – there's there's not a – we've reached our quota for miracles, okay? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, there's there can't be five teams in the league where I'm like, we, oh, they were bad, but now we're just going to – through sheer tyranny of will, we're going to be good now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've already said that the Coyotes are going to do that, and fuck, man. I mean – if, if this win tonight, they're going to be what two and two?
1: Two and two. They,
0: they're going to they're going to jump
1: up to you know third or fourth place, right? So, and they've had a little bit of a little bit of a problem scoring goals, but they're also a little deeper on the back end, right? Dersey yeah. and Dumba are actually playing really good fucking hockey. And they're
0: getting goaltending.
1: Getting goaltending. V- v- uh, I will never know how to say his name. Vimelka. Vimelka. Yes. Um, Vimelka, maybe. And then and Connor Ingram is is a guy that. They brought up for a couple games last, end of last season to just kind of see what they had, and they were like, "We don't need to bring anybody in." So yep. the Coyotes and, and and Armstrong down there is a great GM. So yep. you know, I I think uh, yeah, Coyotes Coyotes could surprise. I think they're I think they still could potentially fall out. I don't know if they'll necessarily make a wild card, but
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: they're gonna give teams some fits. I mean, you know, uh, shit, look at St. Louis. They're getting absolutely dusted by this Coyotes team right now. So yeah, I, I, I think that's my other some... surprise.
0: When you're St. Louis, this is going to be your third game. You're going to take a loss. You're going to be 1-1-1. Your one win was against, like, for all intents and purposes, not to be a homer. It's not. It's just analytics. Like, we, the Kraken outplayed St. Louis in that game. They yeah. they, dust, they they, were outplaying them for the majority of the game. The Kraken got goalied, and and they're just having, you know, scoring woes. But yeah. in terms of, like, actual, like, you know, zone time, shots on goal, like I said, the, the Blues were outplayed in that game. They they stole a shootout
1: win, right? Um,
0: they they should they should arguably be without they should be winless right now, which is concerning.
1: Yeah, definitely definitely a concern in St. Louis. I think if you're a Coyotes fan, if you're like one of the three of us, you know mm-hmm. this is this is what you want to see, right? That's right. I mean, you're get you're getting gold. Cooley Cooley is such an interesting player, and uh, you and I talked about this at the Kraken game actually. Um, he's not. He's not the elite player like we have seen come up the last couple of years. He reminds me more of kind of a Keller, kind of a Ziegler, kind of a um, you know those players who don't rely ex- like exclusively on their speed because uh-huh. you watch him he's not fast. He's not he's not a quick player even. He's just so smart and he's so silky and to have that kid continue to get more and more comfortable as the season goes through they're gonna be a problem for some of these teams in that division so um yeah that's that's besides Chicago that's probably my biggest surprise I think coyotes are more of a real surprise to me mm-hmm. I think Chicago like you said will come back down to earth whereas the coyotes I honestly think they, they got better hockey ahead of them mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh yeah interesting division there's actually the way it's shaping up right now the coyotes being one and two at the bottom of that division tells me this is this is gonna be a bit more of a dog It's gonna be that's gonna be good. It's, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a bit of a. I yeah, it's think be a uh, year, the
0: the yeah, this might be the one of the most interesting divisions to follow. Just that and the that in the Atlantic, the Atlantic sure, seems sure. the Atlantic seems wide open. Granted, Boston's only played two games, I'm not gonna make any comments on them yet. Right. But like they won't – like if Boston takes a step backward, like we're expecting them to do, um, that 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 division went from like for year for years we're like. That we don't. We shouldn't even talk about this division because it's gonna be X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, damn man, we're uh, this. This is gonna be. It's gonna be interesting.
1: Florida just beat Toronto. They've looked. They've looked good with their two top defensemen out. Uh, Toronto is gonna potentially figure it out. This this division is so fucking stacked. Besides, yeah. probably Montreal, right? Like, I mean, you know. And we said it before the season started that this division was probably gonna be one of the one of the, you know closest but yep. that central is that central right now four games through is shaping up to be it's, a potential second second up right a runner up to that so to
0: kind of give you like my idea like the only team i've probably got like i'm comfortable giving you one team to tell you right now that i think is certifiably good everything else i think it's too early caroline is good
1: caroline is good that's a metro yeah
0: Carolina is good um they lose to the Ducks. And they're losing to the Kraken right now.
1: Yeah. Uh. Oh, it was 1-1 last I looked.
0: Uh, 2-1 Kraken. Goals from Gord and Schwartz.
1: Wow. Fucking Ass- Jaden hurt us, man.
0: Assists from Burakowski, Dunn, Tolvanen, and Yamo.
1: Yamo, dude. He must see got He had to be elevated there. There's
0: no way that he's... If he's got assists on those goals, he got moved up then.
1: Yeah, 100%, man.
0: That can't be and and, and
1: and like we said, right? Haxtell had to throw those lines in a blender. He had to.
0: I'm curious the, now. The way that, that Yamo
1: and Cartier even in in that last game, you know, they needed more time. You can't, you can't just say Schwartz and Everly are going and Burakovsky and and Wendberg are all gonna figure it out at the same time. It's gonna be great. We're gonna beat Vegas for the fucking title of the Pacific, right?
0: Yep. You
1: had to. You had to start playing some hot hands, right? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah uh but yeah i think i think that's a good good overview right and i think the important part is just to remember where the the team that's played the most games i believe at this point is tampa at five right so we're very early in the season you can see some stuff starting to shape up a little bit so we're still kind of looking on paper at at quite a few of these teams but this is hockey baby toronto can go into florida and and lose Right, like you know, this is it, Toronto could lose four one to Chicago, right? This is the kind of shit that we see, and this is this is why the sport is so fucking great.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's can go any way, and we fucking love that, especially in these early times of years where we can sit here and wildly speculate.
1: hundred percent. I love speculating, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So looking at the power play groups, so Yamo was on the first power play. It looks like. Man, they really threw these into a blunder, um, or second power play rather. Sorry. And then I don't know about other lines, but uh, usually Mike Benton. Shout out to Mike Benton. We we see him on Twitter quite a bit, and he usually has the four one one on uh, cracking lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, cracking morning skate. Yeah, on the morning skate, Yama was still on the fourth line. But if he's got assists with, if he's got an assist on a Yanni Gord or Jaden Shorts, that that's those are second and third pair of guys. Sure. Sure. Interesting.
1: Yep. All right, Chance. Let's, let's finish this baby off with a little bit of fantasy talk. The DB hockey potters are absolutely dust in the blue seats this week. 52 points to 27. Again, folks, this is a super low scoring league. So 52, I believe that actually puts us very close to the top of the points for in this 20 team league. Uh Uh, So I just, I want to talk about some of some of the strategy that we've been using. So I think, you and I, uh, just with with the cracking game and stuff like, that, and and you and I both busy last weekend. We kind of we didn't add a bunch of players, even though you and I were kind of texting back and forth about it. But I I think I think we kind of we added some guys that you know and, and dropped some guys that really didn't need to be on the team anymore, right? I mean, yeah. like you know, even in a super deep league, and that's that's unfortunate, right? I mean, like you you want to see some of those draft picks go the whole distance with you. But I, I think we've we've made some good pickups, so I wanted to talk about a couple here. Um, uh, th- today we made a ton of moves. So today, sitting there at work, uh, three-player swing, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think we I think we dropped four total and and brought in three or something crazy. So we wanted to shake things up as the four, It's a fourth officially fourth highest scoring team before today. So I, I wanted to talk about just some of the guys that we picked up, and then and then who we dropped them for. So uh, first one I want to talk about is is Kalen Addison. So Minnesota guy. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Brock Faber, who is a very good player for them. I don't, I don't, you know, if if Faber would have been there, I think that probably would have been our pick from this team. But Kalen Addison's getting a ton of power play time on this team. They're currently losing, but but Addison, last I looked, was still getting that power play time three shots on goal tonight, uh, as of Thursday, 10, 19. So uh, we ended up dropping Caden Gooley who was hurt. Uh, I think, I think, you know, just with, with looking at the teams overall, right? Like if we're looking at Montreal versus Minnesota, I think to have the power, the top power play quarterback on a team like Minnesota over Montreal is probably the better play there
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: from a rostering percentage. I think they're very similar, but, um, yeah, I, I think that that's probably one of the first ones that we went out and got. Even with Brock Faber being kind of more of the the more common pickup, but um, yeah, I think I think Kayla Addison is a, is a good one to keep an eye on, especially and if you're in a twenty team league, you need to reach out to us because this is super rare for us. We've never been in it. This is the most teams we've been in. So oh, by far, like not by even close. Far. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, even we're
0: we're pretty stoked about this.
1: So, yeah, good good pick by us. I think that was I think that was still a good move for us. Um any anyone that you're excited about that we either either picked up or uh needed to drop from from that?
0: It's tough to say because like when we're it's we it, it, say excited. Like we're in such a deep league yeah. where like it's, it's <laughs> right, like everything is just like so mundane but at the same time like it's good, right? So, I mean, I, Kalen Addison was something that we were watching just kind of, I mean, bad night tonight, really. But um, Kalen Addison, we noticed that Faber got dropped. Um, and then Addison, for some reason, has now been promoted to the first power play, first mm-hmm. first line. So that's that's just like watching watching rosters and kind of just paying attention a little bit. Um, God, Tori Krug is about to fucking hit the wall. I think he's wire, next,
1: bro. right? I mean, Tori Krug is, after tonight, right, that's three games with, I don't think, anything.
0: No, he hasn't he hasn't I, done anything.
1: I, I dropped him in another league too. So I mean he's he's definitely he's on that bubble, right? Where he's he's probably next depending on what is on the wire. I agree. Uh, yeah, no, I like I like the Kaylin Addison pickup. Uh one of the one of the guys that you sent over to me and we kind of discussed about a little bit was Anthony Shirelli. Not a not a good game tonight, you know, uh pretty quiet tonight, but I think in general Right. He's putting up the kind of points in a 20-team league that you want to take a peek at. Uh, one of the guys that we did drop was Anthony Bavoulier. I think it was definitely time for Bavoulier to be, to be dropped. I think he's playing third line. and I don't even think he's on the power play. He might be on the second power play. But uh, just not getting the time, and, and really he looks like shit. He looks flat. So, yeah, uh, yeah good, good drop there. We did pick up Kyle Palmieri. Uh, I know it's only two games for the Islanders. But he's playing second line and first power play minutes, right? And has a goal and assist through two. We're games. doing this well without
0: on we're doing this well with Andre Svechnikov on the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean we're just basically holding our breath till Svechnikov comes back uh, uh-huh. after the after the Canes road trip. So yeah, I, I think uh you know that that's another one. Palmieri with just his success through the Islanders first two games, that's all they've played. I think he's not a bad pickup. He might be a streamer, right? That he he's He's easily the guy that we would drop for Svechnikov, right? Or easily, you know, yeah, some, somewhere in there. Um, I I wouldn't be concerned about guys like Jeff Skinner quite yet, uh, but yeah, I think I think in general, I think one of the guys that we're looking at they're playing tonight, but Pavel Zaka has to have a night, right? Like Pavel Pavel Zaka at this point has to have has to put up a point or two or at least at least look good right i mean he's got to get some shots and shit which
0: which is just like, no i mean his position like his his spot alone on that team oh yeah. should be getting him so many fucking opportunities and it's just i mean great okay they've only played two games
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: fair but still
1: so i think i think with zaka i think we we basically drafted him based off of his position right first line center Definitely going to be on the power play because who the fuck else is going to be on that power play besides Marshan and Pasta and DeBrusque, right? You know, so I think we took him based on positioning, right, first and first. But I think in general, we've never seen Pavel Zaka. I think he's 26 years old or something like that. We've never seen him do anything, right? So I think – I don't think this is a huge, um, you know, Chance and Taylor fucked up. I think this was, you know, taking some potential. And it's just, it's, they're not clicking quite yet. So, but I think, I think that's a, that's a player to look out for, especially in a 20 team league. You know, uh, it, I think you and I are going to have a pretty heavy discussion if he does goose eggs again tonight. Right. So it's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, another guy that we did drop, even though he did have an assist in the last game. Uh, Druin, I think there's, there's in most leagues, there's going to be better options out there than Druin. Yeah. He's
0: going to start hitting wires soon. It's his, his ice time is reduced significantly. I I mean, once, once you take Druin off the the whole thing was hope, like you're running on, you know, that, Oh, McKinnon and Druin rekindling their fucking Memorial cup shit. That's all great. Once you take Druin off of that, this is a guy who scored seven goals last year. Yeah.
1: Yep. 100%. And he's going. To, he's going to end up
0: being a you know a third a third line guy to just give give that first line rest.
1: Vince done two assists already tonight. Shea Theodore three assists. Let's get going with our shitty quote unquote D. Let's go, baby.
0: That's good shit right there.
1: That's right. All right. Anything else you want to add? I think this is. Uh, yeah, I think. I think, I think that's I think it. I think that's it, huh?
0: I think that's it. I need to I need to stare at my fantasy team some more and uh, start dropping people.
1: Oh, isn't that's that what fun? I, that's fun though.
0: That's what I pulled from this.
1: That's right.
0: All right, Thanks. everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Hope you guys are enjoying the early part of the season. Hope you guys are enjoying the dusty Bender hockey podcast. Remember, please subscribe to us or follow us or like us or whatever the hell, whatever way you listen to us is. We appreciate it. Please leave a nice review. Go to Apple podcasts right now or Spotify or something like any, any, of the one that you go on, leave a nice review for us. That definitely helps us out. Um, helps us get more noticed and gets gets the word out and gets the message and helps us keep doing what we're doing. So uh, appreciate the love, appreciate your guys' support and uh, help. We'll see you next week.